Welcome to this week's episode of the Ask the Masters podcast. My name is Dave from Fluid Dynamics Pool and Spa, and this week we're going to be joining our sister podcast, the Pool Pro Podcast, talking about filtration. Filtration is one thing that is really not understood well within the building community, and so we thought we would eavesdrop into a discussion that Dave and Michelle had about filtration with Tom Kempe from Waterco. This is a great discussion learning about how different style filters work within different systems and different regions of the country. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Dave Rockwell with my partner, Michelle Cavanaugh. And we're here today. This is the second part in our series on pool filtration. We're here with Ted Camp, who is the Western Regional Sales Manager for Waterco Filters. Hey, Ted. And, uh, hey, good morning. Ted, how are you? Welcome. Doing good. Thanks for taking some time with us. Um, we're, we're wanting to kind of talk a little bit about some of the things, the issues that were raised last week in terms of uh, filtration issues. It's something that uh, I think is a rather neglected topic in our industry. Um, I started 32 years ago and literally the same models, the same types of filters exist today that were in existence then. There's been very little in the way of technological breakthroughs in filtration. And while there's a lot of education and a lot of uh, time spent talking about pool chemistry, uh, sanitizers, chlorine chemistry, alternative sanitizers, ways to spend tremendous amounts of money uh, treating the water, um, we're, we're not really looking as, as, as closely at filtration. We're kind of going by tradition, by regional bias uh, in terms of the filtration the, the filters that we choose. And um, so Ted, what I'd like to get from you today is, is maybe uh, a, a new perspective on what, what we should really be looking at when we recommend a filter to, a, to our clients and how can we get the most out of what we have. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it, 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 filtration has been around, you know, water filtration for, you know, millennia and, uh, some geniuses many, many years ago realized that if you run water through uh, different types of media beds, it will remove particulates and clear the water up. And uh, in the pool industry, in as far back as really the 20s and 30s, uh, we were using sand uh, filtration, which is still available today. As you say, technology is, uh, they've improved, but they haven't changed a whole lot. But in the beginning, when, when uh, you know, in the early, like say the early part of the 1900s, we were using what they called um, slow rate sand filters. And they were big steel vessels filled with gravel and uh, actually different uh, types of media, uh, different gradations. And you ran the water very slowly through the filter at one to three gallons per minute per square foot. And so if you had a, you know, pool that needed 100 gallons a minute, you needed a very large vessel or multiple vessels to do the job. Um, later, probably in the 50s, uh, they developed what they called rapid rate, where they were able to 
change a couple of the things on the inside of the filter and increase that flow rate to, you know, roughly three to five gallons per minute. So now you're able to decrease the size of the vessels and uh, conversely decrease the cost of uh, installation of the filters. Then long about 1975, 76, a gentleman by the name of Bill Baker, who owned a company called Swimquip, developed what we know today as the high-rate sand filter. And he, through technology in uh, the upper diffuser and in the lower lateral system, was able to increase that water flow rate up to 20 gallons per minute per square foot. Uh, so again, now you took a vessel that was 60 inches in diameter and replaced it with one that was 24 inches in diameter. That made a huge difference in uh, space savings and cost savings. And then they also, uh, we eventually started making the vessels out of uh, fiberglass instead of steel, uh, lower the weight, lower the cost. Um, and uh, from there, the technology hasn't changed a whole lot. Uh, with the exception of in the last few years, people like Dr. Amberger have done some extensive testing on efficiencies of sand filtration. And he has found that uh, if we go back to slowing the water down through the filter bed and increasing the depth of the filter bed, we get better water quality. You know, the, the pools of old, the water was always crystal clear. Uh, and that was because of the filtration capabilities of having those big uh, deep, deep bed filters with, with the water running through it slowly. And well, that was going to be my question to you. Um, as we talk about the evolution of filters, the increasing the flow rate through the filter had the convenience of making more room on the equipment pad or making them easy to fit, easier to fit on the pad. But did we sacrifice water quality when we did that? We did, and we went from depth filtration, where you use the, the uh, bed uh, of the filter to do the filtration, to more of a surface filtration. You ran that water through that, uh, that filter so fast that it packed the sand bed so tight that really only the top uh, layer of the media bed did any filtration. The rest of the sand that was there was just to hold up the, the top layer. Um, but within the past few years, the architects and engineers and people like Dr. Amberger have realized that um, we weren't doing ourselves any favors. And so uh, by increasing the, the bed depths and decreasing the water flow uh, through, the, through the filter, and that's, uh, uh, we talk about that in gallons per minute per square foot, uh, we have been able to increase uh, the quality of the water. And unfortunately, a lot of the manufacturers of, of sand filters out there, in particular for the residential market, um, don't build filters that, that allow for deeper bed depths and um, aren't really you know, designed to, to do what's needed to be done uh, for, for filtration. All filters, whether it's sand, cartridge, or DE, they all do the same thing. You run water, water through it, um, the medium, either the sand, the cartridge, or the uh, septums with earth on it, uh, filters the, the particulates out and lets the clean water return to the pool. From there, it's just a matter of, you know, uh, your, your convenience level or your 
uh, expertise level, you know, of the three, DE filtration is probably the highest quality water that, that you can get. Um, standard technology, cartridge filtration is going to be the next. However, I say that, you know, uh, standard because now with, with different medias and with increasing the bed depth and slowing the water down, I can, we can now get sand filter water quality that, that exceeds that of cartridge filtration. Um, and then, you know, your typical sand filter is, is going to be, you know, the, the lowest level of uh, uh, quality. And we, we talk about that in, in microns, you know, as far as the size of particulates that the filter will remove. Typically, a, a DE filter will move, remove around three uh, to five microns of uh, uh, particles. Anything below that will generally go through the, uh, uh, through the medium. But three microns is pretty small. You can't see three microns. Um, you can't see 20 microns. You can't see, you know, 50 microns. So, you know, the, 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 the particulate size is still pretty small, but when you put it in a body of water, say of 20, 30,000 gallons, it makes a difference on does the water clean and clear or does it physically sparkle? And yeah, <laughs> that used to be the, the comment about DE filtration is that the water sparkled. Well, today with, with, um, uh, different medias, I can make sand filtration systems water sparkle. Okay, so uh, technology has improved in, uh, in, in a few areas there. Uh, you know, one of them is, is the medias, different types of media, as opposed to just plain, you know, old-fashioned sand. Um, and uh, as uh, Amber Jay talked about, increasing the bed depth, you know, so that you have a minimum 20-inch bed depth and slow the water down to 10 gallons per minute per square foot. And if you uh, use, say, some of the, the crushed glass type uh, material that's out now that's NSF approved, you can get water clarity down to 10 microns in a sand filter. Whereas with a cartridge filter, the, you know, out of the box, they're typically rated at around 20 microns. You know, so we're about 50% better using a sand filter. Um, with the right uh, design than, than you are with cartridge. Right. The, this, then, then along with that, there become, there become disadvantages with each type of filter. You know, of the three, DE is, is the messiest and the hardest to work with. You know, yeah. you, you have to backwash it, you have to deal with the DE um, or, uh, you know, or other type of uh, media. DE in California is considered a carcinogen, so you know, uh, people aren't using DE itself anymore, uh, okay. much anymore, but it's that, still that's a, something yeah. uh, I was going to say about California. Uh, most places in California, you'll incur a substantial fine if you clean a DE filter in the wrong place. If they, if the, if it's anywhere uh, visible off of the, off of the property line, um, you, you will get fined. So what happens is you, you clean it back by the equipment pad and you just get this disgusting pile of... Yeah, of, and it, it does, it builds up and it's... Uh, so, so DE filtration, while for years in California was, was the preferred method of, of filtration. That's yeah, all anybody used. Yeah, it has fallen out of favor, you know, uh, as of late, because with cartridge filtration, you don't have the, you know, the, the DE or... 
uh, media to, to dispose of. So a cartridge, you still make a mess to a certain degree, but, but right. nowhere near that you get with PE. But, but then the cartridge filter still has its, its issues and that is it's a very physical filter. You don't backwash it, but all filters have to be clean. You know, backwashing is just a method of reversing the flow of water through the filter to do it for you. So a cartridge filter now becomes a physical uh, process. And uh, to some of these larger filters that are out there on the market that's 600, 700 square feet, it can take you an hour to an hour and a half to clean it. And, yeah. and you get wet. And if that cartridge has been in that, that tank for six or nine months, it's pretty nasty stuff in there. And when you pull it out to, to clean it, it's, it's smelly, it's messy. Uh, and I can say it's, it's very physical. So uh, in some cases, you know, the, the weight of the cartridge is so much that uh, you can't just, you know, reach in there and pull the cartridge out. You've got to let it sit and dry out a bit. So they have their own, you know, uh, downfalls. Unfortunately, the builders are the ones that, that are driving that market today. You know, the builders are the ones that are saying, eh, you know, there's less plumbing involved if I put in a cartridge filter because I don't have to use a valve. I can just, you know, plumb straight in, straight out, um, takes up very little space on the equipment pad, and I can, you know, put in a 700 square foot cartridge filter, which will, you know, keep the customer happy for the two years that I have to worry about it. And then in two years, you know, he's on his own. And then that's when the homeowner starts to get sticker shock. They find out how much it costs to replace those cartridges every couple of years. And they realize that, that they could buy a whole new filter for the cost of replacing the cartridges. So there's, you know, pros and cons to everything, but th those are a couple of the big cons to cartridge filtration. But do they work? Yes, they do. And they work, uh, they filter the water, like they say, out of the box, down to 20 microns. As the filter gets dirtier, they filter better. And that's something unique to all, you know, that, and it's not unique, but something with all filters. The dirtier they get, the better they filter. So there's a, a yin and yang, so to speak, that, you know, you don't want to backwash the filter or clean it too often because you want to use that, uh, that loading capacity to help remove more particulates. Um, but then you get to a point where, the filter is filtering so fine, it won't let any water through it and it, it shuts the system down. So uh, that's where we work off the pressure differentials to determine when, when is the proper time to clean, clean the filter. But the filters, some manufacturers, um, you know, not all, but some of the manufacturers do make um, deep bed sand filters. And a typical sand filter that the pool, uh, pool guys go out and buy from the distributor today have a sand bed depth of, oh, maybe 16 inches um, at, at the most, you know, maybe, maybe 17, but, you know, not, not at the 20 inches. Um, and there are manufacturers that make filters with uh, deeper beds that say one meter, you know, one meter, uh, you know, bed depth which is gonna give you much better water quality than that of you know, 17 inch uh, bed. You're over two times the, uh, the media. And you know, so that's where we can start uh, increasing that water quality to, you know, to, to 
not quite DE quality, but, but much better than, uh, than cartridge. And using the new, you know, some of the new medias that have come out in the past 10 years, like crushed glass, um, uh, <clears throat> increases that water quality. It aids in backwashing because it, it backwashes quicker. And through types of different technology, we can reduce the wastewater that, that, that comes with sand filtration. And that's always been one of the big downfalls of sand filters is, well, I have to backwash it every week. And, but to me, the backwashing on a sand filter is, is a three to four minute process. Right. Um, you drain a little bit of the water out, you know, so here where I live in Phoenix, everybody uses uh, trichlor tablets in their pools. So their cyanuric acid levels, you know, rise so rapidly. The, the TDS levels rise because of our evaporation rate. So it's good to dump some of that, uh, that water and replenish it with, with, with fresher water. So a sand filter uh, allows that. Yeah, that's exactly the, one of the things that I think about that I would like to see people in our region, the Southwest, uh, start to consider sand filters because uh, dilution Partial water changes are, are a big part of being able to maintain the pool water quality. It, it helps with chloramine control. It helps with the buildup of cyanuric acid, uh, TDS, water hardness. And it's very difficult, particularly in, in drought years, to talk a client into a partial, into draining the pool, even Correct. partially. Well, this but is the rise of these, these on-site trailers where these guys are pulling up with, with filtration systems uh, in a trailer and they will, you know, completely turn over that pool running the water through the filters on the trailer and reduce, reduce all those levels. But it's, while that's, but that's a huge expense too. It, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know, that's five, five, eight hundred bucks for that. So, so to be able to backwash and partially change the water without the customer even kind of really thinking about it that much, I, I think, I think there's an advantage to that. Now, DE filters are backwashable, but once you do that, you've pretty much all bets are off. They're, you, you can't really see inside and tell, are the grids coated? How much DE do we need to put back? How much got washed out? Um, so DE filters are, are capable of, of uh, three to five microns, but once the filter starts turning on and off, the and, and the, the questions are, are the grids staying coated properly? Are they, uh, is the right amount of DE in there after you backwash? So you may not be getting what your filter's capable of in a very short period of time after you clean it. True, and that's it. And, and that leads to uh, what, what we call short cycling, you know, especially on a DE filter. You know, when a, when a filter's new and freshly charged, um, you know, out of the box, it will go literally for months and months before you have to backwash it. But once you start the backwash process, um, it becomes a part of a diminishing, you know, return in terms of, you know, how long you go between backwash, uh, backwash cycles. And the issue with cartridge filters is the first time you take it, take it out of the filter and hose it down, you now start the, you started the deterioration process of that cartridge filter. And that's why typically they, you know, they only last, you know, two, you know, two years or so before you have to replace them. Um, in Canada and in, in uh, most other parts of the world, the, the health codes 
um, call for, you know, replenishing, uh, you know, the water. And then let's say Canada, for example, the code is they have to let, they, they say let, but that means, you know, dump 20 liters of water per swimmer per week. Okay. And they don't care how you do it, but you just have to do it. So fan, sand filtration on commercial pools allows for that. They backwash it once a week. They dump that much water. And it gives us to the, leads us to the saying that dilution is the solution to pollution. Um, to a point, you know, but it, it does. It allows for the replenishment of, of water that hopefully has lower TDS levels, doesn't have cyanuric acid in it. Um, you know, doesn't have the chloramines, you know, you're, you're reducing a lot of, of those, those, you know, things that, that create water problems. So sand filtration definitely has a lot of advantages uh, in, in those areas, assuming that the filter is sized properly, the water flow through the filter is, uh, uh, is, is correct. And with, you know, the onslaught in the past couple of years of, of uh, variable speed and multi-speed pumps, that's very easily, you know, achieved. You can, you know, just, you know, dial it in on your, uh, uh, your pump and slow the water down. And you'd be amazed at how, uh, how much better performance you'll get out of the sand filter. Now, the problem comes in, in that where the builder has designed the equipment pad with a cartridge filter in mind and a cartridge filter being a smaller, a smaller tank. It doesn't leave a lot of room on the pad for after the fact equipment replacement. So for that, you know, for that reason, manufacturers, you know, such as ourselves and, and you know, Pentair, Hayward, Zodiac, they make filters with top mount uh, valves so that you, you don't need as much space to, to plumb and replace an existing cartridge or DE filter that, that doesn't have uh, a lot of space. Um, and then technology has, has uh, come forward in the last few years that, and this is a commercial, but it doesn't, it's not meant to be a commercial, it's just a fact. We make a product that's called a multi-cyclone and the multi-cyclone is a cyclonic pre-filter or first stage filtration. It's much like a Dyson and it plums in between your pump and your filter. And cyclonically, through centrifugal action, we remove most of the dirt before it ever gets to the filter. So again, it doesn't matter if it's sand, cartridge, or DE. We remove the, the dirt before it gets there, which will increase your cycle times in between cleaning. If it's a sand filter that you backwash once a week, you'll go as much as eight weeks in between backwashes by using a cyclone. Um, so we're, we're saving a significant amount of water. If you're cleaning your cartridge filter every three months, you can go as, as much as 12 months by using a cyclone. And the same with, with the DE filter. But, uh, but it still allows you to, to dump some water um, if your TDS levels and, and uh, cyanuric acid levels increase to the point that you need to you know, replenish or refresh the water. So it's just a way to save about 80%. Trapping the larger particles in the, in the multi-cyclone, those are the same particles that are rather difficult to dislodge and backwash out of the filter once they're in there. So yeah. it, it allows the filter to work on, on the, the micron size things and, and uh, get that. When you backwash, you get, I think, a, a more pure, clean pure filter yeah. done. 
And, and the other thing to look for in, in uh, uh, sand filtration is, is uh, well, two things, is the overdrain, which is the diffuser that, and all of the manufacturers have pretty good, you know, diffusing systems today, you know, where the water comes into the filter and is uh, physically diffused so that it goes through the sand bed um, evenly, you know, it, it, it decreases your, your channeling aspects. Um, but the next thing to look at is the lateral system and making sure that you've got good lateral coverage on the bottom of the tank to eliminate your, your possibilities of channeling, which means the water's not going through the sand bed, it's just you know, drilling a hole and going right to the bottom of the tank um, and allows for, for better backwashing. And that's, that's a key with sand filters is giving it a proper backwash. You know, don't short yourself uh, on the backwash. If, if it takes three to four minutes, give it that three to four minutes. You know, make sure that water coming out of your waistline is, is, is clear. And um, uh, just if you do that, you'll have great performance out of, out of sand filtration. And it's just so much easier. You know, uh, you pull up, the you know, service guy pulls into the backyard, um, if it's a multi-port valve, they dial it to, uh, to, to, to backwash, turn the pump on, let it run three to four minutes. You don't get wet, you don't get dirty, you don't get sweaty. Um, turn the pump off, put it back to filter, and you're done. And next week or two weeks or whatever, you know, however your system is set up, when the filter pressure rises, do it again. But it's, it's uh, you know, the, the simplest method of maintenance and, and operation on a, on a pool today. You know, and again, it goes back, it's technology, it's the oldest technology. And, you know, we've gone, like say, through cycles of, uh, well, we want DE filtration and we want cartridge filtration. Well, sand is coming back into, into play because of its, its simplicity. Um, and ultimately it's lower cost of operation because you're not replacing cartridges, you're not replacing septums um uh just overall it, it's an easier uh, easier way to go and, and we get you know such better better water quality today um using the proper uh proper sizing uh, of, the, of the unit so one of the worst jobs on a sand filter is if you ever have to change the sand but how often do you really have to do that how, how often should sand be changed in a filter you know the, when and i i go back you know I used to do pool service uh, 40 something years ago, and I had a lot of pools with sand filters. I never changed the sand unless I was having, you know, water problems. And uh, some of the sand would go, you know, 10 years uh, before we would have to, to replace it. And, and that depends on the use. But what we didn't understand at that time is what was really causing some of those issues with the sand. It wasn't the sand and it wasn't the dirt, it was the oils. And we didn't have enzyme treatments uh, back then where we could you know, feed enzymes to eat those oils up and, and to uh, keep the filters from coagulating with you know, oil balls, so to speak. And uh, so today with, with enzymes, uh, you know, realistically, I think on a, on a backyard swimming pool, you'll go 10 to 15 years before you have to replace the sand. And if you use crushed glass, it's considered a forever product. I don't know what forever really means. Um, they say you never replace it, you know, but I say never, never is a long time. Um, yeah. Now is yeah. glass less prone to channeling and, and 
those type of problems? It depends on it. It's not prone, uh, you know, more or less. It just depends on the design of the filter and, and the maintenance. You know, they'll, they can all channel if you have a poor diffuser system and if you had a, if you have a poor uh, lateral design and you allow for the, the oils to build up in the tank uh, or calcium, you know, that's another issue that, that you can get, but that'll happen with, uh, if you have high, you know, TDS levels and a lot of calcium in the water, it can, you know, uh, bind with your sand or your glass and, you know, give you small pieces of concrete in, inside that filter. Um, while it won't create small pieces of, of concrete in a cartridge filter, it'll just completely block up the, the, that cloth and you can't clean it. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of questions, Ted, just from the layman's uh, perspective over here. Two things. One is, can you explain a little bit better? I know in, in regards to cartridge filters, you explained that the dirtier they are, the better they work. Am I hearing that correctly? Correct. So I think Ambergy expressed some concern about that scenario. And I guess, can you explain that a little bit better? And is that somehow discouraging people or service guys from cleaning them as often as they should? Well, it, it, it does. And like I say, there's, you know, there's a, you've got to find that, that, that right point. If at, at, at a certain level, the filter gets so dirty, it won't let it, it filters so fine, no water will get through it. So, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're using the pressure gauge as, as our uh, eyes and ears, so to speak. And, and the, the rule of thumb is when the pressure gauge rises 10 PSI over starting pressure, that's when you clean the filter, whether it's sand, cartridge, or DE. Right. The way that really works is it's supposed to be a, differ a pressure differential between the influent and effluent of 10 PSI. You know, so as the filter gets dirty, your incoming water slows down and your outgoing water, uh, you know, the pressure increases. And so you're looking for that differential, but to make it easier and on backyard swimming pools, we don't have two pressure gauges. So, you know, they just say, you know, 10 PSI. But the other issue is that as that filter gets dirtier and that pressure increases, you do run the risk of forcing, you know, certain organisms through, you know, through the media. And that's where, you know, DE filtration is always claimed, you know, that, well, when you turn the filter off, the DE falls to the bottom of the tank, and then when you turn it on again, it recoats in a, in a new configuration. And that may well be true, but any organisms, you know, bacteria uh, that, that that filter has collected over the past, you know, uh, week or a couple of days or even overnight, you've now allowed that, uh, that those organisms to move closer to the septum which is really not a filtration. Uh, it's not designed to, to, to filter water. It's there to hold the DE on, uh, you know, in place. And so they have bigger holes that bacteria and, and organisms can get through and re-pollute the pool. And, right. and that's, that's the issue there. So with a sand filter, while they do get dirtier and they filter, filter finer, we're not running as much of a risk of you know, forcing the, you know, those organisms through and back into the pool and right. do a complete backwash. You, re, you eliminate it, you remove it from, uh, and that's why I say, you know, after a couple of months, you know, when, when these guys take those cartridge filters apart, they're rancid, you know, they, they smell, they're, you know, just, you know, I know Bill. 
when you're done cleaning that filter, <laughs> you kind of go take a shower and wash your clothes because it's right. uh, it, it, it's it's messy. So one yeah, of the things too about can I ask one more question, filters. Dave. Sorry, before you get started, I have one more question I had. You, sure. Can you like, you have to answer it now? But at some point during this conversation, you talk a lot about filter design, especially in relation to sand filters. And I would love it if you could just briefly describe to somebody without talking about manufacturers, because we don't want to, you know, pin one right, against right. the other here. But I would love it if you just give a couple of the bullet points or whatever when they're looking for a good design for a sand filter. What does that mean exactly? What they're looking for is 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 the deepest bed that they can that, that they can find. Okay. Okay. Um, Dr. Ambergé, you know, recommends a minimum of 20, 20 inch bed depth. Okay. And unfortunately, most of what's in stock and distribution today from any manufacturer are short bed sand filters, which are like I say, you know, 17 inches, you know, maybe 18 inches at, at best. So to get deeper bed filters, you know, it's today it's just like it's a special order. You have to go to the distributor and say, you know, I want a deeper bed version of that filter. And uh uh, the distributor would have to order it. And if you tell them that you want to use it on a regular basis, they'll keep them in stock. Um, the problem we find uh, that I find over the years is that let's say a guy decides, I, you know, I want to use a particular product, goes to the distributor and says, I want one. They say, well, we don't have it. Okay, well, I need it tomorrow. So they just give in and buy, do what they've been doing forever, you know, um, and, and instead of saying, okay, well, you bring one in for me for the next time. You know, or bring a few in. You know, that's uh, it's up to the to the trade to drive distribution uh, to bring in what they want, not what the distributor wants. And, right. Uh, and most distributors will do that. You yeah. Know? It, it just they don't know. You know, they just they they do things the way they've been doing it for a long time, and and, uh, and that's it. So you want to look for for the deepest bed that you can get. Okay. You want to design the flow rate to be as slow as you can through the filter. And if, if sometimes your only choice is to change the pump and put on a, like I say, a variable speed pump or a variable flow, where you can reduce that speed and that flow and drive the water through the filter. Now, while you're doing that, you may have to run the filter for longer periods of time. But in the end, if I, if I take a, you know, a, a one horsepower pump and I drop it down to uh, point, uh, you know, point four, point five horsepower. I'm reducing the amperage draw. You know, if, if you do all of the math, it's still going to be cheaper to run that pump 24 hours a day than it would be to run the single speed eight hours a day. And they're going to get better, better water quality by doing that. And then the beauty to that is you do need more power. You still need that 15 to 20 gallons per minute um, to backwash. So it allows you to, with a variable speed pump, to increase the, the speed and the flow to get you a good quality backwash and then reduce the speed, go back to filtration. Gotcha, okay. Oh, that's the difference I think you, you just hit on between sand and cartridge and DE. With a DE, you have to drive the water under pressure through the filter in order to pack the DE onto the grids. But really, with a cartridge or a sand, you kind of want to percolate the water through. Right. You wanna, yeah, you want to float it through there. Yep. And then, now the other thing that I was going to revisit with you on cartridge filters, um, here in the Southwest, a lot, a lot of builders and a lot of service guys, almost everybody has a variable speed filter pump. And they use 
like a 500 square foot cartridge filter. And when you set the, the flow rate for the filter um, for energy savings, you're only getting maybe eight pounds of pressure on the filter gauge. And even as the filter gets completely blocked up, it doesn't go up that high. It, it, you may only get 10 pounds of, of pressure on a dirty filter. So um, you, you almost have to set a, a, a time interval to open that filter up and have a look at it because the pressure gauge doesn't always tell you that your filter's dirty. Right. And, and, uh, and, and yeah, and, and, and they should be opened up regularly to make sure that everything is, is you know, that the filter isn't, um, you know, plugging up. Uh, and I say just to me, you know, cartridges is, is, is very simplistic, you know, but, but just labor intensive. And, um, uh, you know, it was a good bridge point between DE and sand. And, and, it, and I guess it still is, but, uh, they're expensive, you know, even though they may be cheaper in the beginning, um, in the long run, when you're replacing those cartridges every two years, uh, it, it becomes an expensive uh, venture. Yes. Well, this is great. I, um, I hope this gave uh, people out there a, a little basis to think about filtration and what they're offering and what they're installing on the pads. Um, some issues, some of the issues to consider. Yep. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to break this down with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I do a lot of commercial, you know, pool filtration, big, big, you know, your Olympic style pools, you know, universities, colleges, cities, and sand filtration is, is what, you know, we put on those pools. We don't do cartridge. There are DE filters that are put on those, but they become um, very cumbersome. They create a lot of issues downstream um you know uh so in some cases they're they're falling out of favor you know but right. uh, they, they make promises that they, they can't keep but sand filtration is still the the filter of choice for large commercial pools and the 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 wisdom of the past few years of the engineers and designers is to slow that water down to get it down to um, you know, as close to 10 gallons per minute per square foot, um, and, and oftentimes no more than 12, uh, to get that water quality, you know, to, to, you know, keep from, uh, you know, packing that sand bed so tight. And, uh, you know, you say, I do, uh, you know, quote projects and then sell filters every day that some of the filters are the size of swimming pools, you know, right. of backyard swimming pools. And um, that's, I say, that's the choice of, you know, the architects and engineers for commercial, commercial and industrial water filtration. Yeah. So what, one last question for you. Um, how is business right now? Uh, how, how is the uh, whole uh, COVID thing? How has that affected you? You know, we, we, for some reason, we've been extremely busy. Um, it seems... Where, where the impact has been is, is revenue producing properties, you know, like hotels, motels, resorts. Um, yes. They slowed their purchasing down, you know, rapidly. They didn't, uh, they, they cut back on, uh, you know, modifications and, and uh, uh, equipment replacement, but they are maintaining those pools. Those pools still yes. have to be maintained. So, uh, you know, people are still busy there, but your bigger 
projects like YMCA's and the cities and the colleges. Um, uh, Millet, for example, I'm, I just did a quote for a, a military base uh, in California. They have money budgeted that, that they can't shift that money anywhere. I mean, it, it's the government or whoever mandates that that money has to be spent for that project. You know, you, so, so they're spending that money. I mean, I just did a, a, a big project in, in the city of Yuma. And um, while the pool is still closed, you know, but they have the, the money allocated to replace those filters. So they replace those filters. And it's a good time to do it when the facility is closed. You know, you don't have to worry about trying to close in the future. So that's good. Exactly. That, yeah. that, and that's what people are, you know, that, that have that money set aside. So we've been extremely busy. Um, residentially, we've been busy too, because we're saying that, you know, here in Phoenix, the, the pool permits are, are still up over last year. People are realizing, you know, hey, if I have to stay, stay home, I might as well enjoy it. You know, yep. if I can't go to Hawaii, you know, I might as well make Hawaii my backyard. Exactly. And, so we seeing that. And um, uh, so it, it's been good. We, we've seen, uh, uh, you know, our business, you know, actually grown this year over last year. Not phenomenally, but it's still yeah. up over, over last year. And uh, that's so great. For that, for that, we're thankful. Now, what's going to happen by the end of the year? You know, right. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, our crystal ball is is no, you know, we just no had better our, than anybody else's, huh? Yeah, we just had our, our planning meeting for 2021 and it was like throwing darts. Okay, well, <laughs> yep, there we go. Pick that number. That number looks good. <laughs> this number's uh -huh. as good as any other. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Ted. This is a you know, Dave really had this was Dave's idea to do a, a filtration series for service guys. And so, you know, thank you so much for coming on with us and, and We'll do a game next week, Dave, and we'll have another conversation next week, right, Dave? Yeah, and if they have any questions, reach out to, to Michelle or, or Dave yeah. and you can direct them you know, to me uh, if you have specific questions. Um, uh, Ted, you're welcome to, to give out your contact or your email address yeah. if you'd like. So we can contact you directly with any questions. Okay, yeah, my email is, is uh, it's my name, ted.kampe. It uh, looks like campy with a K at waterpill.com and my direct phone number is 623-203-5007. Perfect. So, thank yeah, you, Ted. Thank yeah. you so much, Ted. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Enjoy. Have a great day today. Yes, you and too. be safe. Okay, thanks. You too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.